welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 183. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have just one bean on the line tonight, and that is Cracker. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, man. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. It's been uh, been a nice, warm week. Not too hot, but uh, looks like it's going to be quite warm this weekend. We're, we're getting up close to 40, which is yeah. f- finally getting some summer. Yay. <laughs> You're not as big of a fan of the heat as I am. I mean, my skin type is not as big a fan of the heat. Let's be clear. Well, the sun, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, doesn't, sun. it doesn't matter if it's hot or not. It's just the no, being out in the sun. Yeah, no, no. It's, I sweat a lot. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Low 20s is my ideal temperature. If I can wear jeans and a t-shirt, I'm happy. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm more like high 20s into low 30s is no, where no. I want to be. Chris is uh, low teens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been born in uh, one of those northern European countries where it's just cold all year round. He'd fit in just fine in there. Yeah, or Tasmania. Yeah, yeah. That'd probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the Magic Beans Weather Podcast. <laughs> getting, getting right off the rails. Uh, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to be mostly talking about the upcoming set, which is... Yeah, basically about to release. We've got pre-release actually this weekend, the Murders at Karlov Manor, which we spoke about the mechanics on the last episode. But mm-hmm. before we get into that, there is a place you can go to where you can claim a whole bunch of those cards. And where would that be? Josh and Pats. You know them. You love them. JPMTG Bazaar, Facebook auction page, and claim lots, like Geordie said. So, Pat does an amazing job of getting cards early and cracking them and then listing them. And you just say, I want four of these cards. And you just tell them tell them how many you want. And that's it. Super easy. No bidding. No worrying about it. Pat will pack them up and send them out right away. Prices are always uh, kept up to date as well. So, as things change as people start to play the set. Um, Pat always keeps the pricing update. So, make sure you go and check him out as he cracks more products. Um, probably come across some- There's even serialized ones in this set, right? So, you'll always find some I'm crazy looking thing. There has to be. So, <laughs> no might doubt. not be in the claim lot for those ones, but definitely auctions as they get opened. So, JPMTG Bazaar, go check him out. And when you do win, tell them the beans sent you. Very good. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's going to be the vast majority of our conversation for tonight but before we get into that we did mm. a we did a little stream this week you we and i and uh chewy and chris or polywaffle mm-hmm. what, what did we get up to cracker played commander man with like we some did. of our pet decks yeah it was a lot of fun yep i busted out my old pet deck it was, it was my very first commander deck that i ever ever owned i bought the mizix precon and uh yeah Tinkered with it a little bit, added a few extra cards, and made it horrible to play against. <laughs> so Kind uh, of. Yeah, it got pulled apart a long time ago and hasn't been played for, I reckon it would be about four years. Thought, yeah. all right, if we're going to play proper decks, I'm going to bust that out again this week. And uh, if you haven't watched the videos, which you should, they're going up on YouTube in the next couple of days, uh, go and watch them. I had to do some interesting editing. <laughs> Setting oh, uh, creative score enhancement. Is that what we're doing? Well, just more uh, speeding up my turn. Oh, okay, I, sure. When I actually got to watch the video, I was like, oh, wow, my final turn actually took like 12 minutes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, know, no, one, no one wants to sit through that. <laughs> the the Benny Hill theme song started playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. so I, I played a deck that uh, I'm sure if I played a lot of if and I knew what to get and when to get it and that sort of stuff. I could just go, all right, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Does anyone have an answer? No. Okay. I just, I'm going to do this and win and then just win. But there's a lot of me sitting there going, all right, I've got, that, I've got this much mana. Can I do it? No. Oh, and just trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Yep. And that unfortunately takes time. But I did, I did well. You guys didn't you did. kill me. Nope, <laughs> so, uh, nope. but there, there were opportunities and there were. they were passed up. And uh, <laughs> we- back to bite you. We did not live to tell the tale. <laughs> mm, yep. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was, was a lot fun. of fun. Uh, I will be unsleeving that deck again and uh, probably turning it into something more enjoyable to play and to play against. Because, you know, as much as I like winning, it's not 
I know how how unfun it is for one out of four people to be sitting there trying to think, figure out what they're doing while everyone else just kind of does nothing. So yeah, not the yeah, most enjoyable. It's, but it's yeah. tricky if no one else is playing like stack interaction as well. So like yeah, I was yeah. at one point, I had a counter spell, and you're just like, "Do you have a counter spell?" I was like, "Yep." <laughs> I just told you like I, was, I had yep. actual counter spell, like, but that's good because I also have counter spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was fine. Like you know, there's there's one one opportunity, but. Uh, no, no, it was it was good. I yep. I don't mind playing against it. Um, I wouldn't want to do it all the time, but nah. it's, it's like it's like anything, right? Yeah, it's all good. Yep. So you played your pet deck in the Locust I God. I did. I did. Yep. I played the Locust God in the first game. Um, yep. It was funny. I was chatting to Mark at work, who had been in chat, and he was um he's like, I actually just like sat and watched the whole first game. He's like, I couldn't quite understand what your deck was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're doing like damage to people, and I was like, yeah, I just want to cast my commander and draw all the cards or cast, you know, Narset and then wheel, but you wouldn't let me do that. So, I was no, saying, yeah, yeah. I counted that one. You did. That, right, that would so. not be good for me. Uh, and then the second game I played uh, Merin, which is another one of my pet decks, which probably hasn't had an update in three years. I don't, <laughs> I don't think yeah, it's, okay. it's got no new creatures in it at all, but I mean, yep. it's a lot of fun. You just do spore frog loops and all sorts of just graveyard shenanigans, which- appeals to me but there's no i win button in that deck it's very very golgari you just grind a lot and eventually you might be able to overrun or something i guess but yeah it's a good time yep uh chewy played his enchantments deck the go shintai whatever it is Life's five color. yep five color shenanigans where uh yeah he's just spitting out shrines and all the effects that you have for having multiple shrines and then uh yeah pumping out angels and all sorts of things so it can get yeah, out just, of hand it, it also locks it down with like propagandas and mm. ghostly prisons and, and all that sort of stuff like he doesn't like being attacked yep uh, and someone who was trying to do a lot of attacking was chris <laughs> yeah. he's playing playing Ginny fay which yep. is uh yeah doubling season pump out a bunch of tokens that you turn into cats or dogs and smack people in the face and, and that deck can get out of hand really it's quick. a sweet commander it mm. really is. Like, Ginny Faye is, is really cool. Nice little replacement effect. And he's just like, yeah, making treasures that become vigilant dogs or hasty cats. And and then uh, in the second game, he decided that he needed something with a little more power. And he brought Kozilek, which was terrifying. Mm. It was looking extremely terrifying until the game was over. <laughs> well, until, until you had three turns in a row, until, you mean. Until I, uh, I untapped with no cards in my hand and then won the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which exactly was quite a, quite a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, go, right. go check out the videos because it, yeah. it, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Yep. So, I've split them up. So, we played, yeah, basically two games. I've split them up. I'll put the first video up tomorrow. I'm just waiting on, I think, your deck list, actually, Cracker. Oh, sorry. Choose. Someone's. I'm waiting on someone's deck yeah, list. It's, it's, it's mine. Yep. I'll put those up. So, the first one should go up on Friday. And, uh, yeah, go and check that out because the games were a lot of fun and it's always good just... Uh, playing some magic with the other beans and then I might post the other one up later over the weekend or early next week or something. So go and check those out and stay tuned. We did mention on the stream that we're aiming to do more regular paper streams on my normal either Monday or Tuesday stream. So a bit of modern, a bit of pioneer, Highlander, that sort of stuff. So keep an eye out for that. If you don't follow us on Twitch, make sure you do Magic Beans Cast or go and sub to us on YouTube so you uh, you can watch the videos later. All right, so let's get into Karlov Manor, Murders at Karlov Manor. We spoke about it last week. The mm-hmm. pre-release is actually this weekend. I don't think any of us are going to the pre-release. I would like to, but it's unlikely to happen. What we should all do is go to a pre-release on Sunday night when it's like 39 degrees. <laughs> Just be in a room full of stinky nerds. That'd be oh, fantastic. That's <laughs> be just like the good old days. That's a that's that's an idea, Shorty. Let's mm, just call yep. it that. It's just flashbacks of upstairs at Card Heaven with no aircon and fifty mm. stinky dudes and forty degree temperatures. Yep, sounds great. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's this weekend. There, it will then release on Arena, sort of midweek, probably Thursday for us. I think it is, mm-hmm. and then uh, in paper the following weekend. So. Yeah, new set on us, just like that. And tonight we're going to go through the limited archetypes. We like to do this when a new set's coming out, give you a bit of an idea of what to look for when you're going into your pre-release or if you're going to you know, jump on Arena and start drafting straight away. 
And then uh, if we've got the time, we might have a look at a few new cards that we like the look of now that we've got the full set preview. So we're just going to run through the list. Yeah. So uh, you want me to go first because I like this color pair. I, and uh, I think you, you it looks should. like you like the second color pair. So let's go with that. Uh, we're going to start it off. This So we, this is a Ravnica set, which traditional Ravnica was based on the guilds, the 10 mm-hmm. color pairs. This set is not based on the guilds, but we still have. We've still got the color pairs, as we usually do, in uh, particularly for limited. But looking at the previews, there's actually a lot of multicolored cards in this set. Yeah. So it is reminiscent of traditional Ravnica sets in that regard. And there's also, I didn't even realize until I was looking just before, there's actually split mm. cards in this, mm. in this set as well. There's a bit of everything. But yeah, I mean, so it's not, I mean, like, where was it? We're going to talk about Boros first, but there's no card called Boros. No, there's no legion or something like that. There's no reference to the guilds. It's the whole point of this is it's just, you know, everybody together. But um, they're definitely still the guilds for for the limited archetypes. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. All right. So Boros, uh, the article we're looking at is on mtgdex.net. They've done a a good article if you want to go and find that and read along, or uh, you know, get a (laughs) probably a better breakdown than what we're actually going to give, but. uh, They've called the Boros archetype Boros Battalion, and the reason for that is that there's a whole bunch of stuff in Boros, which is red and white, that all triggers off of when you attack with three or more creatures, which is the battalion mechanic, isn't it? It sure is. But it's it is the old not- from Ravnica. It's the that's this is the plane it was from too. Yeah, but it's not keyworded as battalion. Nah, for too many keywords. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> to, it's shorter to write battalion than it is whenever you attack with three or more creatures. Mm. Yep. <laughs> You could just anyway. write battalion. So, all right. So, the example yep. card we've got, the signpost uncommon is Meddling Youths, which is three red-white for a 4-5 creature, human detective, 4-5 with haste, and it's got whenever you attack with three or more creatures, investigate. So, yeah, you could just write battalion, investigate. But anyway, so mm-hmm. trying to go wide, you're attacking. I mean, a five-mana 4-5 haste in Boros is not bad. Uh, and it's rewarding you for attacking with three or more creatures by investigating, which is making the clue so you can keep your hand stocked. So that that's pretty good. A couple of other cards that go along with that. We've got a Karlov Watchdog, three and a white for three, two permanents you control can't be turned face up during your turn. Oh, sorry, permanents your opponent's control can't be turned face up during your turn. So it switches off the uh, morphing combat trick type stuff. And then whenever you attack with three or more creatures, you control. Whenever you attack with three or more creatures, creatures you control get plus one, plus one to end a turn. So pumping your dudes, there's a two drop, one, three. When you attack with three or more creatures, it gets plus two, plus O to end a turn. So two drop turns into a three, three. Not bad. Mm -hmm. And then Dog Walker, a red and a white for a three, one with vigilance that has disguise. So that is the morph mechanic. For Boros Boros, we've got hybrid mana in this set as well. And when it's turned face up, you create two tapped 1-1 white dog creature tokens. Very uh, thematic, but just a way to help you to go wide. So Boros is kind of doing what Boros wants to be doing, which is spitting out a bunch of small dudes and turning them sideways. And then we've got cards like Lightning Helix to support that, uh, which is an uncommon... I believe. Yep. So also, Shock is in the set as yep. well. Shock's in the set. We've got War Leader's Call, which is a rare enchantment that's a, a glorious anthem. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And when creatures enter the battlefield under your control, it deals one damage to each opponent. So, Impact Tremors, which is what that we saw a, on stream abs- the other night. Yeah, that, that card is a house. If you mm. open that in limited, play it. <laughs> yes, definitely draft that one. So, yeah, Boros, pretty standard doing what Boros does and uh, trying to get people dead quick, so right up my alley. The next one is definitely up your alley. What do you got there, Cracker? Sure is. It's Golgari. We're doing graveyard shenanigans. So the the signpost uncommon here is called Insidious Roots, which is an enchantment. It's black and green, and it says creature tokens you have have. Hang on. Creature tokens you control have tap to add one mana of any color. Whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, create a zero one green plant creature token and then put a plus one plus one counter on each plant you control. So it's pretty cool. It's like the Avenger of Zendikar thing. You get a bunch of O one plants and then make them bigger. Uh, and then 
Yeah, a few key uncommons. So there's the Rakish Scoundrel, which is two green black for a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, it's an Elf Rogue with Death Touch. It says when it ETBs or is turned face up, target creature gains indestructible until end of turn. Its disguise cost is four and then Golgari Golgari, which is a lot of mana. But it's, an, it's a common. So, you know, like, I guess you don't expect a particularly amazing rate on that. Uh, you've also got Extract a Confession, which is as an additional cost to cast this spell, you may collect Evidence 6. Um, evidence 6 is exile cards with total mana value 6 or greater from your graveyard, which would then trigger your enchantment and put plus one plus one counter on your dudes. Um, each opponent sacrifices a creature. If evidence was collected, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control. So Edict, but then if you can exile a bunch of stuff from your graveyard, uh, Edict with Upside, it's a common as well. And then there is the Rot Farm Mortipede, which is three and a black for a three four. And whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, Rot Farm Mortipede gets plus one, plus oh, gains lifelink and menace until the end of turn. So really just leaning into the um, scavenge effect. Uh, is that what it was called? Hmm. I'm just looking at it. No, sure. scavenge is a different one. It's uh, collect evidence. Sorry. Scavenge is another effect where you can exile cards from your graveyard. Ah, I thought but- you were referencing a different. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, so yeah. So they collect the evidence. You, you yeah. know, you, you're triggering off that. So that is the the equivalent of the Boros's, you know, tap three. Yeah. Um, you, you're going to want to look for ones that have got the lowest scavenge. Oh, sorry, the lowest collect evidence number that you can, so that you can trigger it more easily. Yeah, collect evidence um, six is is a lot. It's a lot. Either, either you know you've got a bunch of big stuff in your graveyard and that's okay, or you're exiling like five cards and then you've mm-hmm. got nothing left to to do yeah. it more. Yeah. Um. There's also murder in this set at common, which is well, it's murder. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know what else there is to say. It's in the name of the set, so it's, it's, it's got to be there. They said the name of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, it seems seems good. Might be. It'll be grindy. It's Golgari. That's just yes. What it yeah, yeah. It can definitely get out of hand with that enchantment. I'm mm. assuming there are other plants in the Golgari colors. So there, there will definitely yeah, be plants. I just had a quick look and yeah, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of yeah plants and things, other things that generate plants as well. So if you can uh, start putting a few counters on them, they're going to get out of control pretty quickly, like a bunch of weeds taking over your garden. Mm-hmm. Mm, insidio- insidious roots. Yep. Got it. All right. What have we got next? All right. Up next is Azorius. So white and blue. I do like that now we're back on a Ravnica plane, we can legitimately call decks by the Ravnica guilds again because it's really I frustrating. When, when they tried to do, was it Strixhaven? It's, yeah, it was Strixhaven. And it's like, nah, like no one's calling anything law oh, hold or yeah. whatever it was. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't even know what colors Prismari. it was. Prismari. Yeah. Law Boros. Yeah, Prismari was red and blue. I mean, I know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're calling it, is it? So anyway. Correct. St- just stick with what's good, wizards. Okay, Azorius. So Azorius is mostly based around detectives. So there is a whole bunch of detectives in this set, as you would expect from a murder mystery. Uh, and the detectives like it when you draw extra cards. So there's a lot of... Uh, investigating, as you would expect detectives to do, which is creating clues and then sacking them and drawing extra cards. So the signpost uncommon is Private Eye, which is funny art. It is a homun- homunculus, which is mm-hmm. just a giant eye for a head, <laughs> dude with a giant eye for a head. So Private yeah, Eye, very great. good. Yep. Uh, one white blue for three three homunculus detective other detectives you control get plus one plus one whenever you draw your second card each turn target detective can't be blocked this turn so if you can pick up a couple of these that's that's a pretty good start they'll pump each mm-hmm. other and you know if you're spitting out clues it's not going to be that hard to draw your second card each turn so the other cards we've got here on the job is an instant for four mana that lets uh, pumps your creatures. Creatures you control get plus two, plus one, and you get to investigate. There's a novice inspector, which is uh, Thraben inspector. It is a single white for one, two. When novice inspector enters the battlefield, investigate. Mm-hmm. That's just the exact same as Thraben inspector, isn't it? It is. Yep. yep. Okay, cool. Thraben inspector, a pauper all-star, uh, and was an all-star in standard, so good to see that back. 
Uh, in blue, we've got deduce, one and a blue, draw a card, then investigate at instant speed. And then, yeah, there is just a ton of detectives, just, you know, random creatures, humans and sphinxes and all sorts of stuff that they've just thrown the detective subtype or whatever it's called onto it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you're able to pick up a couple of the private eyes, you're going to be having a whole lot of cards in your hand, which is always a good thing in Magic, and then getting through with a whole bunch of unblockable dudes. So sounds like fun. A little bit of a different take. You usually get the you know blue-white flyers. Well, now it's sort of blue-white draw cards and go unblockable, which sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah, it seems good. Yep. I mean, even just like 3 mana 3-3 three, three is above rate for blue-white, it feels like. Yeah, yep. And there's a couple and of- some, some keyword triggers and stuff. Yeah, there's a couple of bigger, like there's a there's a rare Archon Detective. It's a five mana, five, five with flying that investigates twice. And you can sack an artifact to give it Vigilance, Lifelink, or Hexproof until end of turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a few, a few bombs in those colors that also go well with the, the signpost uncommon. So, yeah, it could be a good, fun archetype. What's next? Mm, one of my other favorite color pairs, Demir. Mm. Clues control this one, same. So the signpost uncommon here actually seems really good. So two blue black for a zombie detective. There you go. Uh, it's got a three one and flying. It says when you when it, you when you sacrifice a clue, return curious cadaver from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, so lots of ways of making clues in blue, from what I've seen, and also some in black. Uh, and then just rebuying this for you know instant speed, you know, end of turn, crack a clue. Draw a card, get this back in your hand, cast it again. It's a pretty good threat if you can just keep it around or not. doesn't matter. You don't need to rebuy it 11 times either. Like, I think that's one thing that when people look at this kind of stuff for limited, you might be like, oh, I've got to maximize it. If you get this back once and cast it again, that's still really good. Like, it's you've done basically nothing. You were going to crack every clue you, you get anyway. You're just getting this card back in your hand. So, pretty strong. Uh, we've also got a fairy snoop, which is a one blue black for a one for fairy detective with flying and disguise for uh, one Demir Demir. And it says uh, when it's turned face up, look at the top two cards of your library, put one into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Oh, shorty. You can put your cadaver in the graveyard mm. and then crack a clue and get it back. Oh, the value. Yeah, um, synergies. It's that sort of stuff you want to look for. Um, it, it has murder here as one of the cards as well, um, because you're playing Demir. It's kind of controlly. It's what you want to do. Uh, and then Hotshot Investigators. Six mana for a 4-4 four, four, uh, in five and a blue. It says, when Hotshot Investigators enters the battlefield, return up to one other target creature to its owner's hand. If you controlled it, investigate, which is pretty good, actually. Six mana for a bounce. It's, it's on the expensive side but you can gain a lot of tempo from you know clearing that annoying threat out of the way and then getting a big attack in or you know rebuying your creature investigating getting another you know enters the battlefield clue you might have something that you want to recast under the disguise effect and then flip over again not necessarily the fairy snoop but there's other ones that have got a much bigger impact when they turn face up so you know kind of resetting those things can be really strong as well sounds good what do we got Next. All right, we're up to Rakdos. So we've got Rakdos, Suspect, or Suspect, or however you want to say it, <laughs> Aggro. <laughs> I think it's Suspect. Are you sure? Yes. I think, well, because- I think, it's, I think it's Suspect when you're t- referring to a person, or like that, yes. is the, that is the suspect, but I suspect that that person is the killer. That's tr- It's both, because it does say like you suspect it, but then it is a suspect. But then, yeah. But then it In- is suspected. I'm glad we're giving people English lessons here, Shorty. <laughs> we are the most I eloquent never individuals. Give anyone English lessons. <laughs> that was my worst subject by far. All right. Could, so what always, are we doing with these I could, suspects? <laughs> I could spell really well, but that's it. <laughs> Everything else through the English language, no good. All right, Rakdos, suspect, aggro. <laughs> Uh, suspected creatures have a menace. So, uh, yeah, you're playing a bunch of stuff that is making your creatures suspected so that uh, you're getting the benefit from that. So, you can kind of, you can look at suspected as a 
plus or a negative, I guess. Like you can make your opponent's creatures suspected so that they can't block your creatures or you can make your creatures suspected so that they have menace, which means that it makes them harder to block. So our signpost uncommon is Rune Brand Juggler, red and a black for a 2-2 human shaman, not shaman, shaman. Still going with these English lessons. No, uh, I when, when Rune Brand Juggler enters the battlefield, suspect up to one target creature you control. So that creature can't uh, has menace and can't block. And then you can pay three black red, sack a suspected creature. Target creature gets minus five, minus five to end a turn. Five mana for a dismember? Eh, probably still pretty good, especially in limited. That's yeah, uh, It's going to take out most things. Particularly if you can keep re-triggering it. It's not like you have to sacrifice yourself mm, like that. Yeah. It doesn't kill itself. It's just something else. So yeah. I'm sure there'll be ways to find tokens and the like or just creatures that have no other use. Yeah, exactly. Other cards we've got. Person of Interest, a 4-mana 2-2 that when it enters the battlefield, you suspect it. And then you make a 2-2 blue and white creature, blue and white detective creature token. So 4-mana for 4, 4 across 2 bodies, one of which is a creature with menace and can't block. That's not too bad. Uh, Rubble Belt Braggart is a 5-mana 5-5 that when it attacks, if it's not suspected, you may suspect it. So 5-5 menace coming in is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shady Informant is a 5-mana 4-2. Then when it dies, it deals 2 damage to any target, and it's got Disguise 2, Rakdos, Rakdos. So play it, attack with it. Your opponent's probably not going to want to block it because it's going to, you know, 4 powers decent. It's going to kill something and then ping something else. Or you can sack it to your Rune Brand Juggler and uh, get the value, extra value out of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of other good Rakdos stuff. You know, in, in, if we want to look at Mythics, there is a Rakdos, the patron of Chaos, which is a six mana of six six is. with Flample. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, target opponent may sacrifice two non-land, non-token permanents. If they don't, you draw two cards. Oof, I love the art actually on that card. looks looks really cool. Uh, there is a Rakdos Judith. is always cool actually. Yeah, their art's always sweet. Yep, there is a new Judith Cracker. Your mm. most oh, I know. Co- coveted wild card spent on Arena card. Yeah. She's a five mana three four this time. Mm, yep. Uh, but yeah, it's Rakdos is. Mm, it's kind of just doing. You know, it it's wanting to be a little bit aggressive and hoping that it can get past your blockers with menace. Uh, you're pairing it with the good red burn spells like your shocks and the black removal spells. So you're kind of in a good spot. Uh, you can take out those. Uh, larger blockers that your opponent might have and then leave them in awkward situations where they have to double block unprofitably mm-hmm. with uh, when they're trying to block your menace creatures. So could be quite good. Rakdos, I've, I find most limited sets, Rakdos just never quite comes together. But you never know. Maybe maybe this is the one. Maybe. It's definitely needed help in constructed formats. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, <laughs> you know, that, that, no one plays Rakdos in any constructed formats ever. No, no. no. Uh, um. I'm pretty sure most of the time you're going to want to suspect your own creatures. Yes. Unless they've got like a small death toucher that's super annoying. Making it harder for you to be able to block their stuff is, you know, not usually a great idea. No. Unless unless you're looking to just turn it into a straight race. That's kind of the only time I can think of it. Yeah. There's also um, at Uncommon in Rakdos for one black-red deadly complication, which is a sorcery. Choose one or both. Destroy target creature. So, again, just straight removal like murder. Or put a plus and plus on counter on target suspected creature you control. You may have it become no longer suspected if you want mm-hmm. it for whatever reason. But generally, mm-hmm. you'd keep it suspected. So uh, yeah, three mana killer dude. That will be the case. Yes, well done. Make my dude bigger. <laughs> Seems quite good. Nice. All, All right. right. Next, Next up, we have the Orzov Guild, which is about disguise. So the uh, the. Signpost uncommon here is called the Whisper Drinker Vampire. So it's two white black for a 2-4 vampire rogue with flight. Whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. That has an activated ability of five white black. Creatures you control with power two or less gain death touch and lifelink until the end of turn. So we're going to want to disguise all of the things is basically what it comes down to. There's going to be a bunch of cheap 
other creatures as well. One of the examples here is the Snarling Gorehound, which is black for a 1-1 dog with a menace. Uh, whenever another creature with power two or less enters a battlefield under your control, surveil one, which seems great, actually. Mm. Just f- yeah, free surveil really. triggers. <laughs> um, then we've got Sanguine Savior, which is one black white for a 2-1. Vampire Cleric with flying and lifelink and disguise for Orzov Orzov. Uh, when it's turned face up, another target creature you control gains lifelink until end of turn. It's a pretty neat little combat trick, actually. Yeah, that is quite good. It's, that's a really strong card for what you're trying to do with these this color pair. Mm. And then the last one we've got here is the Inside Source, which is uh, two and a white for a 1-1 one, one human citizen. It says, when Inside Source enters the battlefield, create a 2-2 two, two white and blue detective creature token. And then for three and tap, target detective you control gains plus two, plus zero, and gains vigilance until end of turn. Activate only as a sorcery. Seems great, man. Like Mm. three mana for three power and toughness across two bodies is a really good rate. And then the activated ability. I mean, okay, it's a common, so I can't be like, oh, where's my instant speed? But, you know, like (laughs) only as a sorcery is obviously quite quite the large downside. Yeah. But- um, onboard tricks get missed a lot. I speak from vast experience of missing <laughs> onboard <laughs> tricks. So uh, keep an eye out for that one. I think it will uh, be very strong. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Up next, uh, both yours and my favorite colors, mm-hmm. uh, highlighted by the Commander decks we played this week. Is it? Managed to time it that I scored the Is it one. So Is it is, as we see, Is it do a lot. It is triggering off of a lot of artifact stuff uh there's quite a few creatures that trigger off of when you've sacrificed an artifact or if, if you've sacrificed an artifact at the end of turn sort of thing so uh yeah there's going to be no shortage of things for you to sacrifice in these colors plenty of thopters and clues and treasures and all that sort of stuff as well as just artifact creatures and things like the signpost uncommon which i think we spoke about on the last episode the gleaming did, yeah. gear drake the blue red one one drake artifact creature drake with flying when it enters the battlefield you investigate so make a clue and then whenever you sack an artifact put a plus on plus on counter on gleaming drake so yep you're going to want to be sacking that clue pretty quick turn into a 2-2 and then every artifact you sack for whatever reason throughout the game this thing's just getting bigger and bigger and it has flying tacked on so good card you you spoke about this as a card that you're keen on so um seems great just needs haste if it had haste That'd be fantastic. Remember yeah. Sprite Dragon? Yeah, Sprite Dragon. Yeah, the card was awesome. It was. Yep. Uh, so to go along with it, we have Gadget Technician, a two blue-red for a three-two Goblin Artificer, or Artificer, however you say that one. When Gadget Technician enters the battlefield or is turned face up, create a 1-1 Thopter with flying, and it has disguise for is it, is it. So four mana... For four, three, like split over two bodies, as we've we've mentioned that a couple of times already, that uh, we seem to be getting a bit of that, which is always mm. powerful. That's something that uh, a lot of players miss having two permanents. Even though the you know the power and toughness isn't huge, the two permanent side of that is uh, is usually a benefit. Uh, quite good. There is red herring, very fitting in this set. This is actually on my list of cards I was going to talk about tonight. Yeah, anyway. it's a great great card. Two mana, so one and a red for a 2-2 two, two clue fish artifact creature. It has haste, so two mana, 2-2 two, two haste, and it attacks each combat if able. And then it has the clue clause because it is a clue. You can pay two and sack it and draw a card. So mono red, yep, love this one. You play this one in your Boros deck as well if you're playing that in limited. Two mana, 2-2 two, two with haste, and yeah, just being able to sack it to draw a card when you don't have that attack. You know, if it's going to... If you're going to be forced to attack and it's just going to get chump blocked and die, then you can pay the two and draw a card, which is, yeah, something you certainly like in Is It Colors. And then you synergize that with Gleaming Gear Drake, where you're sacrificing an artifact and putting plus and plus and counters on it. That's very good. Uh, and then we have a knife as well, something very fitting for this set, which is a single red for a clue equipment. As long as it's your turn, equipped creature gets plus one, plus oh, and has first strike. And it's got the same thing. Pay two, sack it, draw a card, because it is a clue, and the equip cost is two. So, is it looks interesting. If you can get enough things that spit out tokens for you, then, uh, you know, you can sort of keep the engine rolling, I guess. 
There is a uncommon is it artifact detective satchel, which is two blue red when it enters the battlefield, you investigate twice, so it gives you some clues to sack. And then you can tap it to create a one one thopter with flying, but you can activate it only if you've sacked an artifact this turn. So yeah, plenty of artifact synergies that want you to be sacrificing things. And there's a bunch of creatures in blue and red as well that trigger off of if you've sacked an artifact this turn. Or spells with additional costs. Uh, there's Suspicious Detonation, which is four and a red. This spell costs three less to cast if you've sacked an artifact this turn. It can't be countered, and it deals four damage to target creature. So it would be two, mani- two mana, four damage to a creature. It can't be countered. Not too bad. Seems good. Yep. There's a Furtive Career, which is two and a blue for a 3-2. Uh, can't be blocked if you've sacrificed an artifact this turn. And when it attacks, draw a card, then discard. Yeah, nice. There's also Seems. some anti it an anti-Izzet card that I just came across. Vengeful Tracker. Two mana, two, two, human detective. Uh, one and a red. Whenever an opponent sacrifices an artifact, Vengeful Tracker deals two damage to them. So uh, be aware of that. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get caught. But yeah, is it is it's always fun? You draw a lot of cards. You've got access. You've got access to the card drawing color in blue and the burn color in red. So good fun. All right, up next, Agreed. Simic. Simic. Mm. This one is evidence. It's saying so. We've got the evidence examiner as the signpost uncommon. It's blue green for a two two. Merfolk Detective, uh, the beginning of the combat on your turn, you may collect evidence for, which we talked about before, it's exiling cards with mana value from your graveyard. Uh, whenever you collect evidence, investigate. So doesn't have to only trigger from its own trigger. It's just any time you would collect evidence. Uh, there'll be a bunch of other ways to, to do that in these colors. Uh, we've got some commons here. There's the Rubble Belt Maverick, uh, which is green for a 1-1. And when it ETBs Surveil 2, and then it has an activated ability of green exile rubble belt maverick from your graveyard. Put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. Activate only as a sorcery. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of upside there for not a lot of effort. Uh, we've got the V2 Ghazi Inspector for one and a green for a 1-3 elf detective. As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may collect evidence six, which is a lot. But it has reach, and when Vitugazi Inspector enters the battlefield, if evidence was collected, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature, and you gain two life. Seems like a lot of effort for a plus mm. one plus one counter and two life. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but really good defensive stats. One three reach is just what it is for one and a green. So even if you don't get to trigger that, I mean late game, hey, you know that's fine. Maybe that's what you need to be able to punch through the last little bit of damage or something. But uh, I don't know that I'll be doing that motivate a lot and then the last card we've got here is the crime stopper sprite which is two and a blue for a two two fairy detective as an additional cost to cast this spell you may collect evidence six it's these commons with six man <laughs> it's got it's got <laughs> flying and then when crime stopper sprite enters the battlefield tap target creature if evidence was collected put a stun counter on it stun counter uh, would prevent it from being untapped you have to remove the stun counter before it can be untapped again. So you kind of get two turns of it being tapped down. But yep. evidence six is a lot. It is, yep. Yep. Just come across sample collector, two and a green for a two, three troll detective. Whenever it attacks, you may collect evidence three. Mm-hmm. Much easier to do. Uh, mm-hmm. When you do put a plus on plus on counter on target creature, you control quite a few of those. It looks like a Simic and Golgari probably go hand in hand pretty well and it's sort of looking at that as well like through the other the color pairs we've gone through so far there's definitely a lot of overlap where you can easily be playing those you know saltai jeskai uh whatever those shards wedges whatever those ones are called Mm -hmm. abzan that type of thing and get quite a lot of crossover which is good that that generally leads to a good limited format you're not, you're yeah. not just forced into, nope, you can only play two colours and you have to play these two and that's all your deck does. And if it doesn't come together, you're stuffed. So, Yep. We do it. have the um, rare cycle of um, lands as well. Yep. If we're going to talk about multicolours, I know we've still got a couple more to, to kind of get through. But, yeah, there's a bunch of different things. And there are there is some ways of making treasures in this set, I believe, as well. So Yes, there is. Yep. Treasures obviously let you sack for any colour too. 
All right. Uh, up next is Gruel. I love the uh, the line they've got here. Smashing face is what you want to do, but done in a disguiseful fashion. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As you do. Okay. Yep. As so uh, the signpost uncommon, we've got Tin Street Gossip, which is two red green for 4-4 Viachino Advisor with Vigilance, and it has tap. Add red green. Spend this mana only to cast face down spells or to turn creatures face up. So, four mana ramp is four mana mana dork is generally not where you want to be. It is adding two mana, but that is quite late in the game. But maybe that's a that's what you want. Uh, some of the key commons we got: uh, Goblin Mask Maker, single red for a one two. When it attacks face down spells, you cast this turn cost one less to cast. So instead of paying three to put your creatures face down, you can pay two. Seems pretty good. Gets, mm-hmm. uh, gets lets you go wide a bit quicker. There's Nervous Gardener, one and a green for two two with disguise for just a single green. When it's turned face up, search your library for a land card with a basic land type. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. So it's not actually ramping you, but it is finding a land out of your deck that is costing you four mana to to do it. Offender at large, four and a red for a five-four with disguise for four and a red as well. When it enters the battlefield or is turned face up, up to one target creature gets plus two plus zero to end a turn. Yeah, they're commons; they're not not doing anything way out of whack. But there's a couple of good uncommons as well. Flourishing Bloomkin, one and a green for a zero-zero plant elemental. There's that plant type that we were talking about Love before it. with the Golgari ones. Mm-hmm. When it ent- uh, enters this, no, Flourishing Bloomkin gets plus one plus one for each forest you control. And then it's got Disguise for four and a green. When it's turned face up, search your library for up to two forest cards and reveal them, put one of them onto the battlefield tapped and the other into your hand, then shuffle. Now, it is forest cards, so you can get mm-hmm. the dual lands in this set. Sure they are can. Basic land typed, so that's quite good. So, yeah, two banner. Uh, it's you know it's, it's likely going to come in as a 2-2, but, uh, yeah, if you want to morph it and flip it over later, then, uh, yeah, you can make it even bigger, which is pretty cool, and has that plant type. Bolrak, Clan Basher, six mana, four red red for a three two with double strike and trample. This is this is your combat trick that oh you're uh, you're playing for. It's got disguise for five for three red red, so it's it's a bit expensive to be flipping over. But yeah, you uh, attack with your two two and then flip it over and turn it into a three two double strike trampler is uh, a bit of a rude <laughs> shock. Yeah, but but you get to <laughs> attack with your Tin Street Gossip. And then mid-combat, you tap it yep. for your two mana because it's got Vigilance. Yep. There you go. That's that's the, the, the joke with that card. Uh, Gruel seems like it's trying to do the thing. Go yeah. big. The usual Gruel stuff, but just a slightly different take on it where you can, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got four disguised creatures out, you can just swing in and your opponent doesn't know what they are. Like, yeah. you've got that surprise element. They never know what you're going to flip over. And especially when you're playing games two or three, they're going to be going, well, last time you flipped over this creature, it could be that. And that just completely messes me up. So, puts a little bit of doubt in your opponent's mind. Uh, a card quickly to mention, Breakout, which is red and a green sorcery. Look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them. If that card has mana value two or less, you may put it onto the battlefield and it gains haste until end of turn. If you didn't put the revealed card onto the battlefield this way, put it into your hand and the rest of them go on the bottom of your library. So it's like a mini Coco. It's not mm-hmm. not instant. You're only getting one creature. It's half the cost. It is mana value two or less, but you can pick a uh, creature that is higher mana value than that and just put it into your hand. So mm-hmm. digging six to find something good is uh, not bad. Or, yeah, you might get something that's mana value two or less and it goes on the battlefield with haste. So, seems pretty good. All right. It does. All right. Oh, man, I'm excited. It's my <laughs> favorite color. <laughs> favorite color combination <laughs> in all of Magic. It's, yep. it's Celestia. Um, it's aggressive, is what they're telling us. So, the signpost uncommon is the Sumala Sentry. It's white green for a 1 3 elf archer with a reach. And whenever a face down permanent you control is turned face up, put a plus one plus one counter on it and a plus one plus one counter on the Sumala Sentry, which is actually pretty good. Mm. Like making this thing big, two plus one plus one counters for flipping stuff up is excellent in addition to all the other pluses that you get, the upside. Um, So some of the commons we've got here are the Crowd Control Warden, which is three green white for a four four. 
Uh, and it's a centaur soldier. And as the crowd control warden enters the battlefield or is turned face up, put X plus one plus one counters on it where X is the number of other creatures you control. Um, its disguise cost is three Celestia, Celestia. So pretty good, pretty good. Because, you know, flipping things face up, obviously, you know, you can do that instant speed. You can effectively give it haste with a bunch of other things. So that'll get big out of nowhere. Uh, we've also got the Nervous Gardener listed here, which is the one you just talked about before, which is going to go find you some lands. And then also the Museum Nightwatch, which is three and a white for a 3-2. Centaur Soldier again, and it is when a Museum Nightwatch dies, you create a 2-2 white and blue detective creature token. Uh, and it has disguise for one and a white. So good, you know, these things that... It feels like there's a lot of extra cardboard being made in this set. Surely, mm, yeah, there's just <laughs> tokens coming out of yep. everywhere. There's just clues coming left and right, and detective tokens, and like there's just every card that we've. There are no vanilla creatures we <laughs> we have gone through tonight, <laughs> and like scrolling through the set, there's not just a like five mana three three trample that I've yep. seen. Like everything just has words and words and words all over it. So. Um, Lot, lot of complicated stuff, yeah. which is which is good. Um, I guess my one of my main thoughts about this is play a lot of lands. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. There's, you're, not there, you're gonna running you, sixteen you, lands. Correct. You're gonna want to be running seventeen, maybe even eighteen lands, depending on what you're doing. Boros less so, but anything that's got the disguise mechanic in it, anything that's generating a bunch of clue tokens, like you just want mana. Missing land drops is going to be really bad because like i said every card is is so individually powerful it, even the commons with you know the random activated abilities like we're talking about the one that costs seven mana to activate i promise you there will be games where you hit that point and you're just like oh cool i can sacrifice this thing it costs seven mana and it you know it kills a thing or it does something else like there will be upside so missing land drops in limited is is really horrendous so don't <laughs> so just don't don't let yourself just, don't right? just yeah just you know like Play, play more lands than you think. This is not going to be a hyper-aggressive set from what I can see. No, I think the Boros and possibly the Rakdos decks could be quite aggressive to start with, but mm-hmm. I think there's sort of catch-up catch mechanics in the uh, in all the colours that can, uh, yeah, unless they get that crazy start, you should be fine and be playing for the slightly longer game. But, yeah, I do like that there is a lot of crossover in a lot of these mechanics, so... Yeah, you can play, particularly in sealed, where you you know you're not often super deep in two color pairs. Uh, sorry, in in one color pair, and you're able to just stick with that. Uh, being mm-hmm. able to easily bring in cards from the other color pairs and and play three colors, especially with the lands that we've got as well, means uh, yeah, you can build a more functional deck, which is always a lot of fun. It means that people actually get to play Magic. Yep. Actually, speaking of um, mana and all those kinds of things, we should point out there's a a card called the Gravestone Strider, which is uh, just two colorless. It's an artifact creature. It's a golem uh, for a 1-3, and it has uh, colorless. Add one mana of any color, activate once each turn. Uh, and then it also has another activated ability, which is to exile Gravestone Strider from your graveyard, exile target card from a graveyard. So a bit of graveyard hate on the backside, but it's, um, it's just a strict color changer. So once per turn, tap a mana, and you don't even have to tap this so you can, you know, do it on their, your opponent's turn and stuff like that. And it just filters, just filters. for you. Which, yep. yeah, it's just a straight filter. There's no downside. Usually these effects have been like you've got to tap it or it costs you like an extra mana to do that sort of thing. So, yeah, that yep. will be uh, a must in a lot of cases, I think. Well, speaking of cases, there is a colorless case called Case of the Shattered Pact, which is just too generic mana for... Uh, an enchantment case, and when it enters the battlefield, you search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Uh, and then it's got a couple of things that are probably not going to be relevant and limited, but it's got a solve thing. If there are five colors among permanents you control, then you can solve it. And then once it's solved, at the beginning of combat, on your turn, target creature you control gains flying, double strike, and vigilance to end a turn, which is pretty sweet, but unlikely mm. to be coming up too often in limited. The main thing is you'd be playing this for just going and fixing your mana, finding a basic land for two mana. And just having a permanent that sits on the battlefield that you might be able to do something with. Seems strong. I tell you what would trigger that though, Shorty, what? is Niv Mizzet Guild Pact. 
<laughs> which is is this your secret card that you? No, uh, no, it's not actually. No, it's a well, we got another one. one that's, I, that's, I spotted this before. Niv's back because Niv's great. You can't yep. have a Ravnica plane without Niv on it. He's five colors for a six-six legendary creature, dragon avatar at at rare. By the way, mm. at rare, not mythic. So you, you've actually got a, a like a, a non-zero chance of opening this thing. Uh, flying hexproof for multicolored. Whenever Niv Mizzet Guild Pack deals combat damage to a player, it deals X damage to any target. Target player draws X cards and you gain X life, where X is the number of different pairs among permanents you control that are exactly two colours. <laughs> what a mouthful. Goodness but me. it's like the um, Niv Mizzet Reborn did the same thing yeah. where it looked at cards and you got to basically take something from each of the guilds, right? So same thing. If you've got a Boros card in play, you gives you x equals one if you've got a boros and a demir it's equal equals two right etc etc you, you, you get the joke um whatever it's a six six flying hexproof from multicolored mm. dice to murder <laughs> listen <laughs> don't you don't you dice to doom blade me <laughs> it does but that's yep. fine yep all right I know, you, you can't talk about ravnica and not talk about no, no that's right I thought Niv Mizzet died, though. <laughs> oh, no, he was Niv Mizzet reborn the last time we saw him. Correct. He did did come back. Yep. That's he did. Cool. And then came back. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so, that's limited. Looks cool. Should be a bit of fun. Might try and draft this set. We'll see how we go. Let's- We're starting to go long on our, mm-hmm. you know, two-person short podcast that we never yeah. do. Yep. Let's talk about a couple of cards that we're interested in. I'm going to talk about one, and then you can tell me your secret one. Oh, sure. Okay. Haven't haven't told me. Yeah. Intrude on the mind. Three blue blue for an instant. Reveal the top five cards of your library and separate them into two piles. An opponent chooses one of those piles. Put that pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Create a 0-0 thopter with flying. Then put a plus on plus on counter on it for each card put into your graveyard this way. So this is reverse fact or fiction, sort Mm -hmm. of. Fact or fiction is reveal five or look at five and then you separate them into two piles and then your opponent has to choose the pile. No, no, no. You- no, fact or fiction is you give them five no, cards. No, you give it they, to your opponent. They split Sorry, yeah, yeah. and you choose. Yep, yep. So, yep. You, you force them to, to split the cards and then you get to choose the piles. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this is the opposite way. You're separating them into the two piles and then your opponent's choosing which pile you want. So, mm-hmm. you can go, okay, I'm going to, I'm revealing five. I've got one card that I really want out of these things out of these five cards, and four that I don't. So I'm going to split them one and four. And then your opponent has that horrible predicament of, okay, well, if I give them the one, that's the one card that they really want. And then the four are going into your graveyard, which we know putting things in your graveyard is always a good thing, or usually a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then you get a 4-4 flyer out of it. Mm -hmm. So you get the card you want and a 4-4 flyer. Or your opponent's other option is... They put one card into your graveyard, which is the card you really want. They let you draw four cards, and you still get a one-one Thopter. Yep. So this card's great. One a question I had actually is: Can you split it as five and zero, um, and, and go? Okay, you can give me no cards, but I get a five-five flyer. I don't know that you'd want to do that, but I believe you can. It doesn't. Yeah. Yes, I'm pretty sure but you this can. Seems, this seems because it, it's in, it's instant speed as well. Yeah. So. You attack me with a flyer, I flash this in, and then I just put you in a situation of like, all right, you can either give me a blocker big enough to block your flyer, or you can give me a bunch of cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the, uh, the most yeah, common 3-2 okay. three, three, split is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 3-2 split. You go, okay, I'll either draw two cards or I draw three cards, and I either get a 2-2 two, two flyer or a 3-3 three, three flyer. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. This card is cool. Very cool. Yep. Definitely like this. Uh, is that Jace in the art? Oh, like probably. Yeah, looking I think so. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. It's a story spotlight card. We should read the story. Nah. I don't know. No. All right. Give me a card, Cracker. Oh, yeah. No, it's just the name. The- <laughs> so, I'll scroll past. Oh, it's, okay. co- it's called Cold Case, Cold Case Cracker. <laughs> Are you it's, serious? Yeah. What color is it? <laughs> it's blue. It's it's three and a blue for a 3-3 three, three with flying. And when it dies, investigate. It's fine in limited, but like I just, <laughs> it's, it's a card with your name on it. That's it's got fantastic. my name on it. That's all. Um, Long Goodbye is actually one of the cards I did want to talk about. Okay. Uh, one in a black for an instant. This spell can't be countered. Uh, destroy target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less. Uh, it very helpfully gives you the reminder text. This includes the by the ward ability. So 
I think mm. we might have talked about this briefly, but it kills Rafine, it kills Graveyard Trespasser, it's going to kill all of these little disguised things that are hiding on the board. Um, so, really efficient removal spell. I think there's a lot of stuff that this will actually hit that you will want to have some number of copies in your deck. Yeah, seems good. Uh, a card I've heard quite a lot of people talking about, and I think it's pre-ordering. I think this is the most expensive card in the set from the pre-orders, which is Ansrag the Quake Mole, <laughs> which is a mole god, Oh yeah, as you do. Two red-green for an 8-4 legendary creature mole god. When Ansrag becomes blocked, untap each creature you control. After this combat phase, there is an additional combat phase. There's no clause on that of this can only trigger once per turn, mm-hmm. which is interesting. We, we often get that. Uh, and then it's got three red, red, green, green, so seven mana. Ansrag must be blocked each combat this turn if able. Oh, man, this thing just screams to me combo potential, particularly in Commander. Oh, yeah. You know, make this thing indestructible and just it has to be blocked each turn and just take infinite combat steps. Seems fun. <laughs> yeah, or it's your Commander and then you take eight Commander damage. Yeah, yep. <laughs> But, like, yep. yeah, I mean, e- even in standard and stuff like that, like, you can't just sit there yeah, taking eight. Just take eight. <laughs> that is a, a very large number. Mm, yep. Pretty cool card. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what people do with that if it does see. Well, I mean, four mana is not that much. Like, potentially, no. we could see some sort of combo in modern, maybe Pioneer, that sort of thing. So, it'd be interesting to see what people do with this. So, keep Yeah, I mean, Gruel and Pioneer is already a deck, right? So, mm, there's, there's yeah, potentially definitely. a home for it there. Yeah. Uh, couple of other ones quickly. There's the Archdruid's Charm, which is green, green, green for an instant. And it says, choose one. Search your library for a creature or land card. Reveal it. Put it onto the battlefield tapped if it's a land card. Otherwise, put it in your hand. Then shuffle. It also then has uh, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. It deals damage equal to its power to another target creature you don't control. And exile target artifact or enchantment. So Archmage's Charm seen a lot of play that was a modern horizons card in seen a lot of play in modern um, a lot of versatility out of this one i don't know whether it's main deck or not but certainly you know it's gonna do a lot of stuff add three mana to instant speed go find any creature in your deck and put it or in land hand. any yeah, land or, yeah yeah exactly any land exactly and you put it into play tap so there's there's definitely like combo potential Mm, there, maybe, maybe like triple green is pretty tough for it a is, lot of those yeah. kind of formats. Yeah, but just like just being able to do it at instant speed, though, is that yeah. just leads to a lot of combo yeah, yeah. potentials. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it'll yeah. just be like in mono green devotion in pioneer. You just go find your cityscape leveler or something like that, and then untap and cast that, or you you know you use it to punch a creature and get your damage through. Like there's there's yep. a lot of applications in that spot. So. Does also deal with. Uh, the one ring in modern because it, it is yep. ex- it exiles an artifact. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they fill out the rest of the cycle of these. Then now that mm-hmm. we've got two arc something charms, uh, yep, could be interesting. Yeah, uh, one I wanted to quickly mention: frantic scapegoat. This is a single red for a one-one with the most hilarious art. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay, see the the bad part is that. That noise that that goat is making in that art, I mm-hmm. have that burned into my brain from yeah. when we had goats. Yeah. It's just this super annoying <laughs> noise, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. There stuck, are not many magic cards you could hear, but even yeah, not having yeah, owned goats, I, I can definitely hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a 1-1 one, one for 1 with haste. So, yep, we like that one. And when it enters the battlefield, you suspect it. So it's a 1-1 one, one for 1 haste with menace that can't block. Seems good. But whenever one or more other creatures enter the battlefield under your control, if Frantic Scapegoat is suspected, you may suspect one of the other creatures. If you do, Frantic Scapegoat is no longer suspected. So being able to just drop this on turn one and have it as a 1-1 menace with haste is good. Getting that little bit of chip damage. And then later on in the game, you know, potentially teeing it up with a Reckless Stormseeker, which is still in standard, mm-hmm. which can come down, give itself haste, pump itself, and the scapegoat makes it suspected and gives it menace. Seems pretty good. Yep, sure does. So, it's a lot yeah, of damage good, out good, of nowhere. Good little tool for the uh, the red aggressive decks. So keep an eye out for that one. 
Um, one more card. I can't remember if we talked about this one or not, but no more lies. So it's a uh, blue white for an instant counter target spell unless it's controller pays three. Yeah, we if did talk about that one. We did. Okay, and exile it instead. So yeah. Yep, Manalik. Manalik with Speedo kind of thing. Yeah, with exiling. Which again, we've seen. There's a bunch of graveyard synergies in this set and others as well. There's a lot of graveyard graveyard stuff. So, yep, seems good. Yep. All right. Yeah, I think that'll do us for tonight. We've uh, yeah, we have gone long. So set looks interesting. Uh, limited looks cool. The set seems reasonably powerful, to be honest. Like yeah, there's there's just a, a lot of stuff going on. I'm not in tune enough with any format at the moment to know <laughs> really what sort of impact it's going to have. But uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing what people do with it. This will be legal in standard for our Envy, which will be coming up in basically a month from today. So I thought you were going to say gonna- legal in standard for the next three years. Well, yes, there's also that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to brush up on our standard and, yeah, see what our Envy players come up with for the uh, the Envy in a month. So it should be pretty cool. All right. Uh, yeah, quick wrap-up again. Go to magicbeanscast.com and that'll find you links for us everywhere and, of course, Josh and Pat's MDG Bazaar. So just go there, magicbeanscast.com, and, uh, yeah, check us out. If you would like to get in touch with me and tell me what sort of list I should be building with Frantic Scapegoat, you can find me on X. Uh, I am at PSync. And you are, Cracker? I am at Joel Hill underscore. It's never never going to be normal to call it X. It's it? never going to be. I have never called it X. <laughs> yeah. It just in, feels weird. But yeah, it is anyway. weird. <laughs> all right. That's going to do us. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. <laughs>